Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor James Phipps of Wilson General Baptist Church. What a great service this is going to be. We are serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is the Resurrection Sunday. And praise God that our God's alive and not dead. Isn't that wonderful? He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's open us up in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor. You're such a good God and a mighty God. We thank you for taking care of us, protecting us, providing for us. We thank you, Father, that we can, we can rest in you, Lord, that you've got everything under control and you've got everything in your hands. And we can have a peace that passes all understanding through you, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. We give you all the glory this morning, Resurrection Sunday. And be with each and every member of the church, Lord. Be with each and every person that comes in that's been in our church, Lord. Be with them. Minister to them. Let them know that you're with them today. And that we'll be back together again soon. In Jesus' name. And Lord, be with all the other churches in the community and throughout the United States that we can shout loud that you are King of kings and Lord of lords, that we serve a living God, no, no, and we thank you for it, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So Jesus Christ has risen. In John chapter 20, 19 through 26, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for the fear of the Jews came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. So this passage, you know, he, he comes to the disciples. And humans are always searching for peace. The search has continued since Eden's fall. In Isaiah 57, 21, it says, There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. There's none. In the last days, we'll experience uh False peace in First Thessalonians chapter five verse three it says, "For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travaileth upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape." But Jesus promises peace. And Isaiah made a prophecy of Christ, the Prince. Of peace. 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus promises peace. My peace I give unto you. In John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to be afraid of. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, possessor of heaven and earth, deliverer of all evil. You're partaker of that kingdom. You're a kingdom kid. Just remember that. We serve the risen Christ is the source of our peace. We serve the King of Kings. He's alive and not dead. We can have peace. Where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. In verse 19, it, sta it stated, uh, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were. This was a day for hallelujahs. But the disciples were in hiding. Christ had risen from the grave. He was alive. The tomb was empty. The promise of the resurrection fulfilled. Angels had rolled the stone away, showing God's power. Jesus appeared to the disciples when they were afraid. The doors being shut could not keep Jesus from those he loved. No door can shut out Christ's presence. When Jesus comes, he speaks peace to fearful hearts. Faith in the crucifixion and risen Christ takes our fears away. He can have peace when we're even apprehensive. In verses 20 and 21, it says, And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. He showed unto them his hands and his side. These were the hands that had been nailed to the cross. This was the wound in his side that confirmed his death to the soldiers. The doubting disciples were now amazed that Christ was risen. What would this mean to them? Would they be up to the responsibility this would bring? 
Jesus speaks peace to those he is about to assign the task of world evangelism. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. They would not go in their own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can be at peace about the power we need to witness for the risen Christ. We can have peace when we feel alone. In verses 26 through uh, 29, it states so plainly, And after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered, and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. Thomas had missed the first meeting with Christ after his resurrection. He had doubted the word of the disciples and gained his name, the Doubting Thomas. Now he meets with the believers once, the only doubter among them. Thomas must have felt alone among these believers. Closed doors could not keep Jesus from dispelling the doubts of Thomas. Jesus brought proof and peace to the disciples who felt alone during this time. And he showed up. So I speak to you today in, 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 this, in this passage about our risen Savior, that he brings peace to us all the time. That he is alive. And that he shows himself in nature and all around us. Are you enslaved by fear? Trust Christ and have peace. Are you apprehensive about serving? Trust Christ and have peace. Do you feel alone? Trust Christ and never feel alone again. It all comes down to trust. It all comes down to trust in Him, in His Word, what His Word says. From Genesis all the way to Revelation. Remember Titus 1, 2, and I keep going back to this. God cannot lie. His Word's true. All you have to do is stand on it. All His promises are yes and amen. Just trust in Him. Put Him first in your life. And He'll show up and show off if you make Him first. He's a good God. 
And on the top of that cross, it says it's finished. He finished everything. If you're sick, 1 Peter 2.24, by His stripes you're healed. Believe it. Receive it. Thank God for it. If you're in fear, get more faith. Romans 10.17 Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Don't be a doubter. Believe God. He's a good God. Faith attracts faith. Fear attracts fear. Remember, you're a child of the Most High God. You're a kingdom's kid. Every day you wake up. They're both listening to what you believe and what you don't. You're gonna, whatever comes out of your mouth is going to be faith-filled or fear-filled. What's it going to be today for you? It's going to be trusting God or not trusting Him. You're trying to do it yourself. You just have to trust Him. Walk in the Word, for that is the light that will light your path. If you've heard this message this morning, I ask that uh, if, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I ask that you make a commitment today <clears throat> to know Him as your Savior. If you want that peace, if you want that joy that you're trying to search for, but it's not there. If you're tired of being alone, you won't have to be alone anymore. Just reach out. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. And we'll say this prayer. Lord Jesus, for we know, Father God, that you raised him from the dead, that he sits at the right hand of you, and that he died on the cross for me. And I ask, Lord, Father God, Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart and I believe and receive that you have and you died for me and arose for me. And right now I believe with all my heart that you've come into my heart and that I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away and all things become new. In Jesus' name. Now, if you've said that prayer with me this morning, give us a call. Give us a contact. They're on Wilson uh, General Baptist Church. We've got a website, uh, wgb-church.com. You can leave a message. You can contact us, however it may be. But don't wait. You don't want to be too late for this second event when he comes back. But right now, we, we serve a mighty God. And He is King of kings and Lord of lords. He has everything in His hands. There's nothing new under the sun to Him. He's got all this under control. All you have to do is believe and trust in Him. Amen. I love you guys. I wish we were at church, and I believe we will be very soon. And I think it'll be appreciated a lot more when we do get there because I can't wait to get back.
and I miss y'all. And I love you. Talk to you soon. Give me a call if you need to talk to someone. And I love all of you. I'll talk to you later. God bless. Bye-bye. Good morning, blessed and highly favored. This is Pastor James Phipps at Wilson General Baptist Church, Sunday, April 19th, 2020. What a mighty day this is to serve God. And what a God we do serve. He's King of kings and Lord of lords and possessor of heaven and earth. So let's open it up in prayer to our Father in heaven. Father God, we just thank you for everything you're doing today. We give you all the glory and the praise and the honor. We ask that you be with those that are sick, those that are afflicted, those that are in fear. Father God, we ask that this will bring them into faith instead of fear. And Lord, let us be mighty men of God that go forth in your kingdom today and let our ears to hear and not only hear, Father God, but to be a doer of what we hear in your workings of your word. In Jesus' most precious name, we thank you and praise you and give you all the glory, Father God. Amen. Amen. Today, I got a sermon today on the most valuable men. You know, in the uh, New Testament, they turned, the, turned everything upside down. Um, the priest and their evaluation of Peter and John you know, this is in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 4, uh, 12 through 14, and a few other scriptures. But I want to go here. They called uh, Peter and John ignorant and unlearned. They would do more to change the world than all did in Jerusalem. Of course, Jesus Christ changed the world. He set us free. But these men were after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they went out doing his work. Thirteen men who changed the world. One a doctor. One an intellectual. And the rest unlearned. Powerful. Looking at a map on the world and see the impact of their lives in the world. They were the most valuable men because they were doing what the Father asked to do. They were not unlearned and ignorant about the Savior at all because, see, they walked with Him before He went, before He left and sits at the right hand of the Father. They knew Him. Well, we can know Him just like they did by getting in the Word. They had been with Jesus. The world needs people who have been with Jesus. And the only way you get with Jesus is getting in the Word of God, praying, seeking the Holy Spirit, seeking the knowledge of His Word every day. Many know about mathematics, but few know about the Master. Many know about space, but few know about grace. Many know about politics, but few know about God's plans. Many know about psychology, but few know 
the one who solves all problems. The mystery to the priests. The educational background of these fishermen. Suddenly they were public speakers and theologians. From being a fisherman to a public speaker and regarded what God will do with one who is completely surrendered to him. If you'll completely, after you receive him as your personal Savior, sealed by the Holy Spirit, surrender yourself to him, you'll do mighty things in the kingdom of God. You know Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. They were not unlearned and ignorant about the scriptures. Uh, Acts chapter 4, 10 through 12, it says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. That's all the way down to Acts 4.14. The knowledge explosion with them when, they, when, they, when you get with Jesus and you start seeking after the kingdom of God and not seeking after the things of this world. For the things of God and of the Spirit are eternal. And those things that are spiritual make the things that are here today. Call those things that are not as though they were. They called things in. Sadly, our Increased knowledge has but deepened our dilemma. Sometimes we get to thinking more of ourselves and what can help me versus thinking about what do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want me to do today, Father God, for you? These men did not know books, but they knew the book. Their knowledge of the Bible Equip them to serve. And you know, when you serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, possessor of heaven and earth and deliverer of all evil, who else is there to serve? No one. Most great universities in America founded to teach the Bible Man foolishly gets too wise for God's book sometimes, as we all have, thinking we've got the answers. 
but he's got all the answers. We just have to seek his word. And we have to abide in him and get with the Holy Spirit. For he'll teach us. That's what the Holy Spirit was here for. To leave us, not comfort us. To teach us, to guide us, direct us. And all truths. These men had a knowledge of the Old Testament. Their knowledge of the Bible let them know what was happening. They were not unlearned and ignorant about salvation. In verse 12, neither is there salvation in the other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, which is Jesus Christ. There's only one door, and that's through Jesus. There's no other way but through Jesus Christ our Lord. To Noah, the ark meant salvation, while others perished. To Israel, at the Red Sea, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. In Exodus 14, 13, I'll read that, and it says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you, Today, For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see again no more forever. That's the kind of God we serve. He takes care of us. People are trapped by problems and perplexed. These men could tell people how to get rid of their sins. These men could tell people how to get to heaven. And see, that's the key is getting to heaven. It's a shame to have to see all these people that die that don't know Jesus as their personal Savior. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ, my friend. That's it. And receiving Him as your personal Savior. That's why He died on that cross and arose. Resurrection Sunday is for those that are lost. We're saved. We know Jesus that's probably listening to this message now. But if you're not and you're listening to this message, He's got you here for a reason. You need to receive Him as your Savior. For He's the only truth. He's the only truth in this world whatsoever. And when you receive Him as your Savior... You're assured to see heaven in eternity with Jesus Christ. It's worth it all. All it takes is just you. You can be the most valuable person in your area. The need is great. Give your life to Christ. For his services. Take time to be with Jesus. Saturate your mind and heart with the Bible. Meditate on it. Don't just read over it. Get scripture, memorize it. Memorize that scripture. Like I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. 
Philippians 4.13. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be condemned, for this is a heritage of the servant of the Lord, and it's of his righteousness and not of mine. Isaiah 54.17. Carry the message of salvation to others. Don't be scared of what they think of you when you ask them, do they know Jesus as their Savior? Here's some opening questions you can ask is this. There's two types of people in this world. Do you know what they are? Most people say, no, I don't. What are they? Saved and going to be saved. Which one are you? That'll open that door for them. And just carry that message of salvation. God will use you to change the world. You. Here in, here right now, when you commit to Him, He'll use you to change the whole world. He'll take you places you've never been before. But there's a commitment. There's a price to pay. It's everything. Some aren't willing to do that. Some have tried that back down. But why would you ever back down? You're serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords, possessor of heaven and earth, deliverer of all evil. You can have peace and joy, the fruits of the Spirit. Why wouldn't you want that? When there's chaos going around you, you're at perfect peace. My friend, that's who I seek every day in my life. Every day. He's my source. And once you start doing that, you'll start seeing great things in your life start happening. But you need the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct you each day. Ask Him to teach you. When you're reading the Word, ask Him to open that Word up to your heart. My friend, when you do these things, your life will be changed forever. That's those that are saved. If you're not saved and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, repeat after me. Father God, I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. I believe that he sits at the right hand of you right now, Father God. I believe, Lord, that he died for me on Calvary. And I ask, Lord God, that you forgive me of my sins right now, of all my sins. And I ask, Lord Jesus Christ, that you come into my heart. And I believe and receive right now that you have. And that I'm a new creation in Christ. If you prayed this prayer, go to wgb-church.com at Wilson General Baptist Church and there's some phone numbers there you can reach me at that pastor's phone number there's some deacon's phone numbers there you can reach them let them know you received Christ if anything and if you've already received Christ this 
This message is for you, too. Is be like those unlearned. Be like the theologians, if you are. If you're learned, that's great. But seek God. Make Him first. Let's change this world. It just took 13 of them. 12 of them. Good morning, blessed and highly favored. This is Pastor James Phipps at Wilson General Baptist Church, Sunday, April 19th, 2020. God is good all the time, isn't he? And all the time, God is good. Let's open up in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this wonderful day. We give you all the glory and the praise and all the honor. Oh, Lord, you're so good to us. We just seek your face this very day and want exactly what you have for us. And we ask that you open our ears and our minds and that we be hearers of your word. And not only hearers, but doers of your word. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you and praise you, Father God, and give you all the glory. So if you'll turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 4, verse 10 through 14, we'll, we'll read this, and then we'll go on through the lesson, The Most Valuable Men. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. You know, when you know Jesus and you've got Jesus inside of you and you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and you've received Jesus as your Savior and you're walking with Him and talking with Him, you've got everything. You know, in Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, when you receive Jesus Christ, you're the righteousness in Christ. And all you have to do is ask, and he'll come to you. It's simple as that. You know, it's so simple that me, people make it so hard, but it's very simple. Very, very simple. So I want to get on with this sermon, The Most Valuable Men, The, the Priest and Their Evaluation of Peter and John. They called them ignorant and unlearned. They would do no more to change the world than all in Jerusalem. These men changed the world. One was a doctor, one was intellectual, and the rest unlearned. Look at a map on the world and see the impact of their lives. But they were sold out to Christ. Notice something. You can't be go halfway you got to go all the way in. You know, you can't swim 
and two inches of water. But you got to go all the way in. You got to get above your head so that you have to swim. That's what they did. They went all the way. They were not unlearned and ignorant about the Savior. See, they knew the Savior because they walked with him and he teached them and took them places and he seen what the Savior did. He seen all the healings that he did and the speakings. They had been with Jesus. The world needs people who have been with Jesus. The world needs people who have been with Jesus. You know, the Savior died for you and He said He'll not leave you comfortless with the Holy Spirit. And they're all three one. So when you got the Holy Spirit on inside of you and you're listening to Him and you're learning from Him and you're getting in the Word and you're biding with Him in that Word, you get to know Jesus. And when you get to know Jesus, all things start changing. Many know about science but few know the Savior. Many know about mathematics, but few know about the Master. Many know about space, but few know about grace. Many know about politics, but few know about God's plan. Many know about psychology, but few know about one who solves all problems. You want to be with a problem solver? Get with Jesus. How do you get with Jesus? Get in His Word. From Genesis all the way to Revelation. All his truths, all his promises that he has for you and me. But not only for you and me, we're supposed to be touching other people's lives. But we can't touch their lives until we know about him. You might have received him as your savior, but now it's time to get in the word, to get to know your savior that's inside of you so that you can help others. So, the mystery to the priests, the educational background of these fishermen. Suddenly, they were public speakers and theologians. What God will do with one who is completely surrendered to Him. You can't be halfway, one-third, two-thirds. You got to be completely surrendered to Him. And you think you're going to have to give everything up. No, you get everything. You see, folks, it's totally different. When you receive Him and you, you make Him first in your life, everything changes. You want more of Him. Because He owns heaven and earth. He's deliverer of all evil. Who wouldn't want more of Him? They were not unlearned and ignorant about the Scriptures. In, in verses 10 and 12, it says, Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. See, they were not unlearned and ignorant about the Scriptures. The knowledge explosion started taking place. And sadly, 
Our increased knowledge has but depended on our dilemma. These men did not know books, but they knew the book. They knew the book, and that's the Bible. You see, when you get to know the Bible, that's all you need to know because that'll change your life. Not that other books aren't valuable uh, for knowledge and understanding, but when you get to know the Savior, He's the one that can bring revelation and understanding to the book you might be able to read, that you're reading, as well as the Bible. The Holy Spirit's waiting and asking you to ask Him to help you when you read the Word. If you ask the Holy Spirit when you start reading the Word, He'll come in and He'll help you understand the Bible. But ask the Holy Spirit. Ask Him and He'll come in and help you. These men did not know books, but they knew the book. Their knowledge of the Bible equipped them to serve. Most great universities in America founded to teach the Bible. Men foolishly get too wise for God's book. These men had a knowledge of the Old Testament. Their knowledge of the Bible let them know what was happening. They knew things that were going to happen before they happened. You want to know that? Get to know Jesus. They were not unlearned and ignorant about salvation. In verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby ye must be saved. And we know who that is. That's Jesus Christ. To Noah, the ark meant salvation, while others perished. To Israel at the Red Sea, standing still and see the salvation of the Lord, in Exodus fourteen thirteen, it says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today, the Egyptians whom ye have seen today. Ye shall see again no more forever. People are trapped by problems and perplexed. You know, the Israelites were trapped right there with the sea and it opened up. They went across on dry land. The Egyptian army followed behind them and thought they would catch them. But the sea closed behind the Israelites that crossed on dry land. And the Egyptian army drowned and was killed. For they didn't perceive who they were coming after, did they? but now they do. But people are trapped by problems and perplexed. These men could tell people how to get rid of their sins. These men could tell people how to get to heaven. You know, if I can tell you how to get rid of your sin is ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins that you've said and done and cleanse you by the blood of Jesus. 1 John 1.7 So you, you just ask Jesus to forgive you of all your sins you've said and done. And he'll forgive you through the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. That's what that blood was on Calvary is to forgive us 
of remission of sin. Ask Him to forgive you. These men could tell you how to get to heaven. And I want to go on. Can you be the most valuable person in your area? The need is great. Give your life to Christ for His service. Don't just give it to Him. Give everything you have to Him. You know, you think, well, I don't want to give this. Believe me, you can't outgive God. But listen to Him. Listen to Him, what He tells you to do. Not what man tells you to do. Get in the Word of God and abide with Jesus. Listen to Him. He'll tell you what to do. Take time to be with Jesus. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to take your time to come and talk to Him. He wants to talk to you. All you have to do is just talk to Him. All you have to do is just get with Him. That's all you need. Saturate your mind and your heart with the Bible, with the Word of God. Get to know that Word of God intimately so that it becomes part of you, that nothing can sway you but the Word of God. Nothing. And carry the message of salvation to others that they might know Jesus like you do. God will use you to change the world if you allow Him to. Trust Him that He'll take care of you. He'll do it. But now I'm going to ask, these men could tell people how to get to heaven. There's only one way to heaven, folks. And that's through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's only one way. There's only one door. It's through Jesus Christ, our Savior. There's not many doors. There's not a lot of paths to heaven. No, there's only one. And that's through Jesus Christ that died on Calvary and arose, is alive today. Is there any other God that's alive today? Not that I know of. And he's alive and he sent the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to reside on inside of you. What more could you want? The greater one in you. That you can glorify him here on this earth for the kingdom of God. Wow, that is awesome. So those today that don't know Jesus as their personal Savior, repeat after me. Father God, Forgive me of my sins I've said and done. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. And I believe and receive right now, Lord, that you have. And I believe, God, that you raised Jesus from the dead. And that he sits at the right hand of you, Father God. And that he died on Calvary for me. And Father God, I ask right now, Jesus Christ, I ask that you come into my heart right now. I believe and receive that you have. And I thank you for it right now. I give you all the glory and the praise. And I thank you for coming into my heart right now. And I believe and receive right now that I'm saved and headed to heaven in Jesus name. Amen and amen. If you've said that prayer of salvation, I ask that you go to uh, wgb-church.com and there's some phone numbers there that you can contact us at 
or there's uh, comments that you can put on that web page. Uh, please do. And we're looking forward to it. I love everybody. Thank you for tuning in today on this podcast. Can't wait to get back to church and uh, see everybody and assemble one with another. We just thank God that he's taking care of everything and give him all the glory. I love y'all. Need anything? Give me a call. Talk to you soon. God bless.